landed on Mars and sent live footage back to Earth, I couldn't help but think with a name like Perseverance, it's just a metal we hips bastard. <laughs> My name is Jarvie and I am joined once again this week by Simon, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, first of all, just a wee bit of housekeeping, Jolly is still on Granda paternity leave. He's not here this week, so Hammy's picking up by our cell once again. And Cameron is still doing his best to convince the English FA to get Hearts into League Two. So no further updates from the boys. I'm sure we'll hear from them soon. Now, first of all, to get to the hearts of the matter, the big story of the week, Paddy. Larry Kingston has been appointed interim manager of Hearts of Oak in Ghana. However, there was a lot of speculation over his whereabouts and if the appointment was true or not. What did you hear about this one? Uh, I just I didn't hear a lot, but I wanted it to be true because Larry Kingston at Hearts as Hearts manager would be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we get relegated again, but it would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, what I thought when I seen that on Twitter, I seen a couple of comments and it was people talking about like seeing him on some as a pundit on some TV show and the guys from like fucking Edinburgh and I'm like I write like everyone just lies straight away when <laughs> saw that comes. oh well I'm actually an expert on this uh, fucking shut up see they, they won yesterday I did see that they beat the uh, the dwarfs is actually what the team's called <laughs> not the dwarfs what are they called no they're sorry they're called Ebusua dwarfs right Three, two. I did see that, but I read a, a news article. Some Ghanaian football website shows how busy I was on a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> and uh, there was no mention of Kingston. So I'm still none the wiser if it's actually true or not. Has he not meant to have been <laughs> spotted in about thirty other countries? Thirty other countries in several shopping centres in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of them. Until there'll be a picture turn up for him in the dugout next week, and you go right, okay, so he is actually appointed. Right, the heart's dugout. Imagine that. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, bye. Good luck, Larry Kingston. Um, I touted David Abua's name for the heart's job before Nielsen was appointed. Um, I'd be happy for for anyone coming out of uh, African football to take over the heart's job. Just uh, add a bit of <laughs> anyone but Nielsen. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, Larry Kingston is one of our favourite players speaking of everyone's new favourite player A.D. White is meant to be back from injury this week uh, especially Cameron's favourite player um, does A.D. White need to come straight in and replace GMS Paddy with this bad run of form now in a word yes he needs to come in he could come in and replace about nine of that team at the moment that's how versatile I'd play him up front <laughs> Well, Liam Boyce hasn't been doing bad. You can leave one straight along in the bloody squad. Yeah, I think he comes in for GMS. GMS has looked shit. I don't think he will, though. I think he should, but I don't think Nielsen will change anything. You can you can, you can do whatever you want if you're Nielsen, one of Nielsen's boys. Play absolutely shite for five games in a row. See you next week, son. <laughs> right, ball up for now. We're going to come to <laughs> Nielsen and Dick in a wee bit. Um, 
Robbie Nielsen received a two-match touchline ban since we recorded last week, um, just purely for his absolute cheek towards referees, serving his first game ban at the weekend there. Um, an interesting one uh, question we had in was, do you think that Robbie Nielsen's discipline is rubbing off on the players by any chance? Mm, I don't know. Like, I hope not. But maybe. Only one yellow card at the weekend. Um it was Halliday. I reckon he's just his his whole perception of how to play football is rubbing off on the team a bit too much. But again, we'll get to that. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't know. We don't, if anything, I don't think we seem to have enough fight in us. I know. So it's quite I'd disappointing when you hear one yellow card in a game like that. You'd want to be picking up a few more yellow cards than that. Right. Get stuck in. Get all oh, them. Um, I don't know why I've never been. I think I've won one bet this season, this season on a bet builder, Andy Halliday, to get a book in. I think it was the cup final. I don't know why I haven't done that every week. You must have more <laughs> yellow cards than games at this point, surely. <laughs> nah, because he plays every week. He does. No. There you go. That's discipline covered. Um, now, Paddy, there's something you would uh, you would like to comment on. Uh, Christoph Berra had to leave at half-time on Saturday because his wife went into labour. Uh, over to you. <laughs> I, what I don't get right is she was clearly close to bursting, so why not just not be available at all and take up a spot on the bench? Like, uh, fair enough he has to leave to go... I've not got the problem with that. It's the taking up of a spot that I've got a problem. To be fair, I've got the problem with him taking a spot when his wife isn't pregnant. But... <laughs> I was just about to say that, Paddy. Yeah, I mean, re- is there really any need for Berra to be on the bench? Are we realistically going to be playing him? I see if Popesco or Halkett goes down, I'm looking at Haring before Berra. Um, I don't know if we... I guess you've got to have a centre-back on the bench just in case. But even, like, worse comes to worse, you put Kingsley centre-back, move Halliday back to left-back. I think there's better players in that squad to have on the bench. Uh, like that was like if I was his wife I'd been raging that he decided to like go to the game that day <laughs> Imagine and as a Hearts fan I was also raging that he decided to go to the game that day for very different reasons oh dear so she, uh, I think from the article that came out earlier I think she went to hospital that morning she got sent away she went home and then she went into well, I don't know if her water burst or what but she was back at hospital by half time of the game we had to rush away again. So you're right. You've absolutely just said, "Well, I'm, I'm not not available today." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If your wife's getting rushed in in the morning, like, go gaffer. Sorry, like I can't come. <laughs> He's a very committed man, is Beram. We'll never fault him for that. But yeah. clearly he... not to his wife. <laughs> he just, I think, just just set this one out, my man. Set this one out. <laughs> that was better. Um... From negativity to positivity, some big <laughs> announcements today um, coming out of Boris Johnson's mouth. We'll see what Nicola's got to say tomorrow. But it looks like 10,000 fans at games for the Euros. It's looking like we're going we're to be in Tynecastle for the start of next season. Um, it just it almost feels like shock. It doesn't feel like it's set in yet, does it, Barry? Nah, and as as good as the news was, I'm trying I'm try, like sort of not get too carried away because I did that last year and I'm in lockdown again. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I get what you mean. It's it's good. It's something to look forward to. Um, and obviously, we're a football podcast, so we've got to look at the the football. Getting back into the stadium for next season is um, well. At be honest with you, at this point in time, I don't know if I want to go back, but hopefully that'll change as as we get further on. Um, something I wanted to bring up was I know that I think it was April was mooted. Now, of course, this is England, but it was April for football and things. Um, 10,000 fans, I think they said. No, I mean like uh, actual contact sports um, down south. And obviously with the lower leagues in the Scottish Cup on hold at the moment, if that gets pushed out to April, then will we ever actually see the Scottish Cup this season? Surely they're going to have to win the Scottish Cup. Unless they carry it over into next year and have two cups running at once, wouldn't be surprised to protect the... Celtic's legacy. (laughs) <laughs> do, do you know what else I wouldn't be surprised at if they just cancelled it and awarded it to last season's winner <laughs> again <laughs> protecting a legacy of for Celtic one of, one of the sort of the reasons I ask is I think the Scottish Cup's getting the European place back I think I might be wrong on that but oh we'll be back in Europe in no time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know there's there's obviously if it is if it is because I don't. I don't think. I think the way they're doing it is they're not classing the lower leagues as sort of professional or elite sports, mm-hmm. as they are down south as such. So, if it does get pushed it to April, I think that's going to have some uh, ramifications. You just, if, if it's pushed back to April, you, you won't be able to finish those leagues. They'll get canned, and then you have the whole promotion and blah blah blah. It mm-hmm. raises more questions, really. So, it'll be interesting to see what Nicola says tomorrow. Yeah. Do you not? Are you worried about that? I kind of feel like the Premiership and the Championship are protected in their own wee bubble. I don't think that's going to affect our promotion as such. Are you worried about that, Hanley? Um, considering who's in charge, I. Aye, um, it's not <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, right, we can't relegate anyone. So it's obviously it's not fair if we promote someday. I don't think they will. But there's still a little bit of me worries about that. I mean, back to court. <laughs> Here we go. You see, Thompson, Thompson. you've got more, more room in your bank accounts. <laughs> you spent uh, that think, money yet? I think the one bad thing that could from it, if no one gets relegated from the championship, it might save Aloha, which is annoying. <laughs> um, but otherwise, uh, we should be safe. But like you say, who knows? Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, see what Nicola Sturgeon's got to say tomorrow as well. If you're listening from the future, I'm sorry to hear that, but in lockdown till <laughs> Hearts have been demoted to League One. Um, yeah. uh, just to wrap up some transfer news, uh, apparently this right-back loan signing is still dragging its heels, um, in Robbie's words, uh, with the parent club still to let it get over the line. Um, we definitely need cover. Like if something happens to Michael Smith, even a knock, there's literally no one there. So surely that is there doesn't... rumors who it is. I've heard absolutely nothing at all. Not a peep. I think it's a long from. Uh... We could it's get David Gray. David Gray. Oh my! I would stop supporting Hearts. Because <laughs> he is actually a Hearts fan, isn't he? Like famously a Hearts fan. Is he? I don't know. I've Aye. never heard that before. I mean, he's, um, he's not going to come, but... <laughs> no, he's definitely <laughs> not going to come. Uh, I believe it's an English... All I know is it's an English team. Be a young right-back we've never heard of. He'll probably play about 20 minutes for the rest of the season. But... Aye, and he'll be like a English 
fullback, so they'll be like pretty much just second wingers, and he'll come to Scotland and have to actually defend, and it, <laughs> everyone will just think he's shit. And then everyone goes, oh, but if he played at right mid, so we get him back on loan, put him at right mid, and he's also shit. <laughs> Turns out he's just shit. This is just uh, the Dimitri Dimitri Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri Mitchell, season one on the wing, fantastic. Season two, left back, like the worst player at the club. Aye. It happens. Um, so that's the right back thing. And it looks like Stuart Finlay has apparently all agreed terms now to go to Philadelphia Union. Um, I, I question his ambition signing for a team in the States at 25. Would you? What do you think about it in hindsight now? He could have like quite an amazing career over there, earn a lot of money. I think like maybe if you forget that a footballer is just a job. So maybe if he gets offered to like get paid loads of money to work in the United States, can retire, come back to Scotland absolutely loaded, it's not going to be a bad life. No, it won't. The thing is, with a move like that, say he gets a two-year deal, you've seen the MLS pretty much do what this, what the NFL do, but they'll just recycle teams every two years. Yeah, that might be him done, unless he's like a real standout player. But that Philadelphia team, they've qualified for like their equivalent of the Champions League and stuff. They're one of the better teams, it looks like. So see if he's even going to make the team. Aye, aye. Good luck to him, but I never rated him anyway myself. Uh, <laughs> I retract all previous podcast comments. <laughs> well, that was it. Not a great deal of news in the last week. Uh, so I think, unfortunately, boys, I think we should probably look at the uh, the old game from the weekend there. Oh. Our second one-all draw in a row um, at home this time, however, which makes it even worse to Greenick Morton. Um, Simon, do you want to kick us off with uh, how we lined up for this one? And the mixed feelings over McInef starting, however, Irving being dropped? Aye. So it was Gordon, as always, Popescu, Halkett, Kingsley Smith, as always. Um, I've not got a problem with that, apart from the fact that we are always conceding at least one goal. Um, then Andy Halliday some, somehow starts again, along with... Aaron McInef making his first start with GMS and Castanier on the wings. Naismith sort of in behind Liam Boyce, um, sort of playing like a centre-forward attacking mid-roll. It's unbelievably, like, unbelievable how good Aaron McInef looked in that shit performance. He looked great and would love, like, building our centres around him and Irvin, complement each other, and they would look great together. McInef's got all the legs. Irvin's clearly got the the vision and the passing. So we're not going to re-sign Irvin and stop playing him now. <laughs> I just don't get it. I feel like there's no long-term plan at Hearts and it's kind of, oh my God, there's a hole. Oh my God, there's something we need to fix. Let's concentrate on that and just forget about everything else that's going on. Yeah. Listen, before we uh, we deep dive into a big old hole of negativity, let's uh, speak about <laughs> Mac and F in a wee bit more detail. It really does look like something special, eh? considering that's his first start since like mid December or something as well. He just looks Aye. a wee bit special, level above the rest, doesn't he? he? He just looks like he's fitter. These players just look like they're just more athletic. He's, his touch is more competent. Um, he was buzzing about. He looked like the fittest. He's not like the biggest, but he's definitely one of the strongest. Yeah. Um, he was he was handling everything. Morton Murhat throwing at him. He was 
picking up good free kicks, just smart things to relieve pressure here and there. And yeah, I think him alongside Irvine would be great. And hopefully Irvine actually gets played and signs. Yeah, but that's my next question. I mean, we'll speak about Robbie Nielsen specifically and tactics and things in a wee minute. But I mean, looking at McInef and his kind of versatility, can he come in and just replace Andy Halliday, take up his job and play next to Irvin? Aye, he's already better than Andy Halliday. He's a better player, but I mean, I guess the problem is Nielsen, knowing how negative Robbie Oh, Nielsen- will he? Yeah, will he come Aye. in and replace Halliday? Nah, I, I think Nielsen's got his boys. They, they can't do anything wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. Halliday's really offered nothing constructive going forward or and we don't need to be playing this deep and with this type of style but he likes him and it doesn't matter whether it's home or away Halliday's getting that start and just seeing the fact that Irvin was dropped instead of McInef yeah Halliday will start Since the result on Saturday it's safe to say the fan base is heavily on Nielsen's back um, a lot of a lot of cries off Nielsen out already and um you could say quite rightly so. There's a lot of frustration in there just now, not to mention in the middle of a pandemic and you've got fucker else to do. Um, can you see Robbie Nielsen stop being so stubborn and actually play us in a more attacking and attractive way, even if it means, means changing the tactics to accommodate both Irving and McInef? I mean, no. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what his tactics really are, so I think he can change it. I, like I said, I'm I'm not fully Nielsen out yet, but I'm definitely Nielsen's not the man to take us into the Premier League next year. Yep, I um, I so I agree with that as well. But it, you know what annoys me is because we you know first game of the season we absolutely pumped Dundee six two. Dundee are having a fairly decent season. I've got good players in there, and you know two of the goals that we scored in that game we're right at the end. So we didn't stop attacking, whereas now we just look like we're set up to to not concede goals. And I know what it is. So in, in rugby, and I'm going to talk about rugby here, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie Jones' plan with England would, they would practice a set play for the kickoff all, all day, every day, up leading up to a game. And it would guarantee them to score in the first five minutes. And I think they scored almost like every single game for like 12 games, including all the way through that World Cup to the final, they scored like in every single game in the first 10 minutes. But see if they didn't score first, teams would be able to see it out and start winning. Hearts try and blitz teams in the first 10 minutes. And if it doesn't work, they kind of run out of steam and ideas. Teams get a bit more confident and then Hearts players just kind of go, can't be arsed anymore. Mm. Well, that's what it looks like. Maybe mentally they're just knowing the right place, but see if we don't score straight away or in the first 10, 15 minutes, we just look like we just run out of ideas and just go, oh, it's not working. What do we do? What do we do? And we just panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think Nielsen plays football very similar to Craig Levine. I think that's safe to say. It's quite clear who he's learnt from. But one thing Levine did was keep it tight as anything when games started sometimes right through till half time and then try and make a change or two and nick a goal in the second half. So at least Nielsen's got a wee bit of uh, originality in him. It's just, like you say, it's just not working. There's just nothing in us after 10 minutes. 
Aye. Um, there's a lot of debate and a lot of questions just now over tactics. I mean, considering the lack of creativity and clearly the need to be playing Irvin and McInef to it, so we've got some form of creation through the middle since it's clearly not coming from out wide. you got any thoughts on what kind of formation Nielsen could play to get them all in? I'm happy to go with a 4-4-2. It's, it's simple. I mean, we pretty much play like a 4-4-2 hybrid with um, Naismith joining Boyce up front, but Naismith drops so deep, so we kind of isolate Boyce. So just get um, Nandwili and Boyce up front together. I think it's the only way because I think they're good enough to create their own chances. I know we've seen them, what was it? Not last game, not this last game, but the game before that when they played up front and they looked a bit like off each other's wavelength. But if those passes were connecting, that was like four or five chances and a half. Yeah. Here, here's my dream, my dream lineup for you, right? Have a think about this one: a five-three-two. Right? No, I'm being serious. They sniggering. <laughs> a five-three-two. So you've got Kingsley and Smith, who are probably our, well, they, they are our best wingers. It gives them wing back positioning, right? And you've got three Chuck Haring in there in the back between Popescu and Halkett. Got three in midfield. You can play Andy Halliday to do the dog's work, McInef and Irvin ahead of him. So that's just a narrow three. You've got Kingsley and Smith out wide doing all the running and they've got the legs for it. And you've got big armband and Liam Boyce up front. I mean, it does sound good, but like someone said last week, I don't know who it was, but it would just be. A fat like a deep five, <laughs> a deep three in front of them, and then boys dropping deep to try and get the ball, and that none really being isolated. Right. Big long bangers up to right. That's all it would be. I do think, yeah, I'd, I'd go with that as well because I think the teams are trying to catch us on the break, so they, you know, trying to ball get these fullbacks and or wingers just bombing forward would leave us isolated um, at times. Because um, we're, we're sadly we're not blessed with quick centre backs, Papescu, Halkett, and Haring, who nobody knows what's actually going on with him. Uh, it would be rough, and I think the fullbacks would be told to cover too much so that you would just lose that width completely. Yeah, that's uh, you could say that's the, the problem for the goal that we conceded on Saturday. We'll come on to that in, in a second. I'd go with a 2 8. Get that guy going first back. We should be dominating the ball games. Who's your back on the way? We are dominating possession. It's just we're not doing anything with it. And that's just, that's one of the most infuriating things for me. There was loads of shots this weekend, but I don't really remember any like clear cut chances. And people who are sort of back in Nielsen can look to shots and go, oh, look, if you have this many shots usually you'll end up scoring more goals, but not many of the shots were on target. And I don't remember any of the shots being that close. Half of the shots were Popescu headed in from the <laughs> as well. And Popescu's lucky to get the ball in the lower stand when he tries. <laughs> Aye, he did miss a few sitters, to be fair. But 26 shots, five of them were on target. Here's, uh... The reason is for the lack of creation. The, the midfielders we're playing with, I think. Um, and not, not, I'm not actually necessarily putting it all in the midfielders, but I think the, the midfielders and the way that they are being told to play 
let's say Andy Halliday sitting in the back doing the, the leg work. He's not bombing forward like he was before. He he's chipped in with a couple of goals, but he, he never seems to get forward enough. McInnes again trying to have to do three players worth of work. Naismith, man, we'll probably get on to him at some point. Yeah. Um, and the wingers are. You know, they've been largely ineffective. They're playing very out wide. They're hugging the byline, trying to get balls in the box. But when you're chucking in crosses to Boyce himself, really, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. I, we're, we're very over-reliant on um, crosses into a striker who's not that tall. He's all right in the air, but he's not yeah. that tall. And crosses from people who aren't very good at crossing the ball. That yeah. as well. Listen, the, the first half was, was just absolutely dead. Nothing happened. 65% possession, eight corners, uh, 13 shots, but only three on target. Um, it's not a pretty watch, that's safe to say. Um, on, a, on a lighter note at this point, what about the throwing on strap for Morton? Probably the, the longest throw since Robbie, <laughs> young Robbie. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. Uh, Let's get to the goal we conceded. Uh, Hammy touched on it there with kind of Smith covering centre-back position. Uh, Martin got the ball on a break. Smith came in tight. Do you think he was trying kind of protecting Popescu and Halkett just foreseeing that there was going to be a, a mistake made in there anyway? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think Smith, like I, I never really want to criticise him just because he was, is usually fucking brilliant. But there is just a case of him trying to do a bit too much, eh? Yeah. Yep. And he, he did leave the, the flank wide open. And uh, Craig McGuffey, what a name, by the way. <laughs> Not in Scotland as well. <laughs> in any other country, you can get away with that. <laughs> what a name. Uh, took a touch hit across Gordon. Not much Gordon could have done about it there. Um, I mean, you've got to say Smith's probably a fault for that, in a way. I mean, he, he shouldn't have to protect the centre-backs. You shouldn't leave a 20-yard gap out wide and then have to run over and cover it. I mean, if it is the case that he thought he was having to protect, it's never good because you could, if you're wanting to be a, a top team, every player in every position has to be able to trust that the other person's going to do what they're yeah. supposed to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, Three games in a row now where Michael Smith hasn't been an 8 out of 10. I know. A 7 or a 7.5. Aye. Even Jambles' kickback is getting on Michael. <laughs> it's uh, getting a wee bit end of Levine tenure for me. The fan base is uh, absolutely rattled. Safe to say, it's just not a good. It's not a good atmosphere right now, and there's not even folk in the stadium. That shows you how fucking angry folk are. You know, it's been a lot of people saying <clears throat> it's ten times worse just now because all you can do is just vent on social media. Aye, and just. You've got no like social release. Yeah, you can't speak to the folk about you in Town Castle. You can't go to the pub, have a pint, steam, and that's it. It just sits in you and just boils away. Like us. <laughs> right, so that was the, the McGuffey goal. Um, uh, immediately thereafter, Castanier went off for uh, Nandwili. Uh, Castanier was an intriguing watch, if anything. Uh, what did you make of him? Once again, started really well, fell off a cliff. Um, same as last week, same as Hearts. I know Hearts went 1-0 down and ended up coming back in both games, but like we we started a lot better in both games. Um, 
But yeah, he was fine. He looks good. There was a point where he absolutely flattened the Morton centre back. Oh, yeah. um, when they were both, I think, I think he was actually covering from a corner, a Morton corner, and uh, they went shoulder to shoulder, and it was quite nice seeing a winger absolutely flatten a centre back. No, he's a, a big unit. Um, everything changed after uh, Nandwili came on, didn't it? It's, uh, it just totally changed the shape up front. A bit of tweaking from, from Nielsen slash McCulloch helped as well. Uh, how do you feel Nandwili did when he came on? He, he looks like he just needs some game time. I know he's obviously just back from an injury, which isn't a great sign that he's played, he played like, what, one game and was out for two. I um, very hearts of him. I know, it's just fucking typical, eh? Do you think they get here, right, and they're fine, and then they realise they're, like, contracts guaranteed, so they're just, like, injured? And they're, <laughs> the guy who's told them to come, and he's just like, oh, here, by the way, get up here, pretend you're injured. I've no fucking played a game in six months. I'm getting paid fucking five grand a week. <laughs> so, aye, sorry. <laughs> Let's not speak that badly of Fed and Andrew. He's still a No, I wasn't, I wasn't meaning him, <laughs> but certain players. Um, so, yeah, he, he's a pest. He's, he's a big, lanky bastard, but he's a pest. <laughs> he I can say that because I'm also a big, lanky, but well, I'm a previous lanky bastard. Which <laughs> you previously have shrunk? <laughs> no, I think I've just filled out a bit. I'm not like so oh, right. <laughs> long and gangly. Well, you're like, I am a big lanky bastard. Paddy's a bit lanky. I'm, not, I'm like a big national average bastard. Like bang on five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was our man's coming on. There was uh, some training videos on the Hearts social medias. Uh, I think it was mainly to show you John Suter actually kicking a ball with his feet. Um, I don't think Nandwili was training in there at all. So I'm not sure he trained like once through the week. Aye, and he was looking all right. I think he just needs to get a bit sharper, kind of get a feel for the players that he's playing with, and it'll it'll come together. I think he looks good though. Yeah, cut, cut to like Ted Weeks. He's still not scored a goal again, and we're just like, <laughs> right, it's a fucking another one. <laughs> Does not really make our worst ever eleven. <laughs> um, no, that is prominent. You've got to think as well with Nielsen. I don't, I'm not defending him, but he's not had an Andrew fit yet. When he did, he started him with, up front with boys, and that was Aye. a from home. Um, so hopefully, once he's fit, we can we can see two up top and a change in midfield. You know, we'll see. I maybe maybe this is Nielsen going like, listen, if only they knew how bad this squad was without me. Like if I wasn't they pulling the strings here, <laughs> yeah. if I wasn't forcing them into a fourth two three one and making sure we only drew one one. <laughs> two 0 to Morton if I wasn't here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was in, and we lay. It was another sub. Well, about five minutes later, uh, Andy Halliday went off for Walker. Um, Andy Halliday's got pelters, but it was actually one of his better performances as well. I it's think when you just see McInef well. doing what Andy Halliday should be doing, like without fucking having any previous games with us, a couple of sub appearances. And sort of like just take control of the middle of the park like that. I just thought, well, just shows up Andy Halliday even more that he's not been able to do that. Exactly. He is a, he is a very old man. Tender age of 29, Halliday. <laughs> <laughs> Only a year younger than us. <laughs> oh. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen with Halliday? Do you think he's going to move club in the summer, or could you see him getting a, another wee extension for a Premier League return? If Nielsen is in charge, another probably a five-year deal. <laughs> um, Andy Halliday is there to do a job. I don't particularly think he's good at it, um, but Robin Nielsen clearly rates him, so he'll probably get an extension, I would think. Is he only here till the end of the season? Just a one-year deal, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, he'll probably get kept going. Yeah, I could see him staying on as a backup. I mean, if he takes a wee wage cut and is happy to stay on as a backup, realistically, what's his moves going to be? Andy Halliday could end up at, what, St Midden, Kilmarnock, <laughs> Motherwell, or someone like that. Javi, this is Hearts. We do not give wage cuts to mediocre players. We give them pay rises. That's true. Premier League return, there's an extra 5%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never know. Um Anyway, that was Andy Halliday. Put him in the bin. Um, <laughs> Jamie Walker came on. Um, a wee glimmer of hope in our Saturday afternoon. Um, he made a he made a brilliant impact coming off the bench, didn't he? Is Jamie Walker now an impact sub? I mean, he's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, did he not come off the bench last week? Yeah, you're thinking he came off the bench and scored two weeks ago. Yeah. At Tincastle. I'm trying, trying to remember. My head scrambled with fixtures. Last week, he, he started against Queen of the South. He came on against Dunfermline. Um, and scored against Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. With a lovely pirouette. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So, he started against Air and didn't do anything. Aye, so just bring him on with like, what, how long left did he come on with? Like half an hour? 70 minutes or something? Aye, 20 minutes. To bring him on 20 minutes to go. He looks all right. Some players are just impact subs. That's fine. That's fine if that's his role now. Mm-hmm. Well, if he can chip away and get, you know, five to ten goals, five to ten assists a season off the bench, you'd be absolutely cheesing with that. If he could get that start in, I'd be absolutely cheesing with that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the Premier. Oh, aye. Died for walking in that kind of form last year. Uh, Daniel Stendhal was very critical of Jamie Walker, dropping him. Uh, saying he had absolutely no work rate. Like he, he hated Walker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, a 10, playing a 10 probably really suits him rather than out wide where he's expected to track back. He's kind of just in that, the same thing that Stephen Naismith does, does. You just float about and do what you want and see what you can do. Really suits him, doesn't it? I, I mean, I still, Hearts playing against these teams, I want the number 10 leading the press sometimes. I want them to be pushing forward and pushing the centre-backs into mistakes. So mm-hmm. I just think at this level, every single one of our players need to be able to press. And like you said, I don't think Jamie Walker is the type of player to do it. So mm-hmm. don't start him. Yeah, see, see this, I hadn't thought about that, the fact that he could just be an impact sub now until we just said that there, because everyone's saying Stephen Naismith should be dropped Aye. for Walker. We've just got no one else at the club. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that is it, but... Play two up top, get rid of that problem. Yeah. Yep. Now, before we uh, speak about Jamie Walker's goal and joining the 50 club, uh, Stephen Naismith probably had his worst game in the Maroon, would you say? I just, I've been saying this, I don't think he's good enough anymore. I don't know what he does, apart from shout at folk and occasionally try and 
make a good pass. He does make he's got good movement, but the other team the other boys are not really very good at finding him and he's not got the, the speed and the sort of quickness that he used to, so it's less and less and I don't know. I'm I just like but I, would I rather Jamie Walker start there? Probably not. Mm. <clears throat> Stephen Naismith would hardly be an impact sub either. You know what I mean? Aye. He's only got one gear. Aye, that's it. That's the thing. He's got one sort of pace and Sometimes if uh, if you're playing, so maybe a couple of seasons ago when Stephen Naismith was our best player and he was scoring loads of goals and shouting at everyone, mm-hmm. you might be thinking, oh, sound, like he's the best here. So I can't even really say like, oh, shut up or that because he's he's also walking the walk. Yeah. Whereas now, I think if he's screaming at some players who maybe weren't there when he was great, they're probably going, you can hardly fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic two years ago. It's uh, he's just so off the pace. I do wonder with Naismith that he might be better in the Premier League when it turns more tactical and it's not you're not just chasing your tail because the team you're playing is just hoofing it all over the place. I mean, I don't think it'll, it'll the the players will just be a bit better. I think I don't think the tactics change too much. They're obviously a bit more organised, but the players are just more physical and better. That's gonna be weird, weird looking sort of a bit off the pace in the championship. Hmm. We certainly are. Um, another thing with Naismith, a good point, the Liam Boyce comes deep so often, it's almost like a just an instinct for him to come deep for the ball, you know, play one-twos, try and get back in behind. And it's just exactly where Naismith plays. When yeah. he's at 10, he just gets in the way. Aye. Not clicking there at all, is it, between the two of them? What we need to do then is... I know we can't really do this with our players, but if you're wanting to play them to and, and have them feel comfortable coming deep, or you need to push your centre backs right up to the halfway line, so the pitch is actually smaller. So the, the the you're sort of playing with half a pitch, and then Naismith and Boyce coming deep isn't actually that far away for goal. Mm-hmm. So they're always able to make the run in behind, or at least one of them is still able to make the run in behind. Whereas when they're both coming deep, they're having to come all the way to the halfway line. Yeah. And then they're having to turn and run and try and get all the way back up the park. And mm-hmm. Makinef made a run into the box, overlapping the striker, and he got a shot away. And I was, I was buzzing a bit. Mm-hmm. That was in the opening minutes. I, yeah. I was absolutely buzzing because I've just not seen it in so long from anyone mm-hmm. for, at heart. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Um, well, that that sets up nicely to talk about the goal. Uh, but 10 minutes after Walker uh, came on, they had a, a big acrobatic volley um, at goal. And then just minutes later, uh, the ball broke to Nandwili down the wing, who delivered a, a nice wee dink into the box, uh, set up Jamie Walker for a, a glorious header to get his 50th goal for the club. Uh, at some innings, we spoke about this at length. I'm just as well, he never got injured and stopped on 49. <laughs> we talked to <laughs> it's, uh, some goal for his boyhood club, isn't it? Aye, I know a lot of people say, oh, a lot of them are in the championship and that. Who gives a fuck? He scored 50 goal for Hearts. Doesn't matter what level it's at. I think that's quality. And we've, what was it? Was it Colin Cameron, the last player who had done it? Yeah. We were saying the other, what was that, like 20 years ago? 27, I think it is. Jesus Christ. So He left in 2001, so it'll be 20 years ago. Oh. 
Aye, 20 years ago, aye. We don't, I've seen Colin Cameron play. I wouldn't have been three-year-old when he left the club. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I'm thinking, I think he's the 37th player to score 50 goals. Oh, Jamie Walker is? Yeah. Sound. But aye, um, celebrate it. It's great. Why would you not celebrate that? Yeah. Aye, good on him. It'll be interesting to see how, how he's remaining time at Hearts does develop you know if he is going to be an impact sub I think he's still got plenty in him to take Naismith's role at playing as a 10 he's far too young to just be an impact sub you know what I mean he, but like maybe Stendhal sub. was right you, your career finishes much sooner if you've not got the work rate to keep it up as you get older because you can get away with that when you're younger because you're naturally fitter and you, the body doesn't slow down as much and you recover a lot faster so you can sort of skive your way through training and just fucking blast it at the weekend Mm-hmm. But as you're older, you've got to start looking after yourself, and you've got to start taking these things seriously, and it'll it'll come to an end a lot sooner if you don't. Yeah, you know what's ridiculous? Jamie did you Walker, just check his age? Twenty-seven years old. <laughs> so did that. <laughs> Lenty legs in him. Yeah, he's, he's still got a lot. Um... I think when he was first year, though, there was genuine chat of him getting into the Scotland squad and everything, and it's it's really went very much downhill for him, and it, it's a shame, but he just needs to, I think, just he does he needs to apply himself a little bit more, like, a lot more, probably, um, because that heater was an absolute belter of a heater as well. I, I wouldn't have expected him to pull something off like that, and he's got great goals in him, great play in him, but it's just... Very inconsistent, sadly. Um, but he is, he's, he's been a very good player for us. 50 goals, you can't. Like mm. We'll probably not see that again now for a, a long time. A player no, getting 50 goals, think, <laughs> and I know, I know it's all relative, but if you can't motivate yourself to just fucking go for it for like 20 years of your life and just reach the pinnacle of being a footballer, like you know, how many people get that opportunity. It's winning the lottery, becoming a professional footballer as a career yeah. at that level, even at the walk like the Hearts level, it's amazing. So surely someone could just sit him down and go, "Listen, do you know how lucky you are? You could do this for another ten years if you start looking after yourself. If you didn't, you're probably going to last another couple of years, and then you've got to go get a job. <laughs> you've actually got to start doing a job, and you'll be sitting in your office going, "If I just fucking ate vegetables with my dinner." that's the thing that Jamie Walker turns on the 25th of June just just after all Covid restrictions are lifted (laughs) you could get four or five good years out of a fit Jamie Walker but it just feels like by then he'll be even slower than Stephen Naismith (laughs) (laughs) Um, in all seriousness you spoke about motivation um what do you think Jamie Walker does from here? He's played for Hearts, he's went down south, didn't quite work out, he's came back to Hearts, he's hit 50 goals. Do you think he's looking at the rest of his career going, I want to win trophies here, or do you think he's already winding it down? I mean, he's got it pretty good here. Hmm. I don't mind if he wants to say and be a good impact sub, but where else could he go? What options does he have, though? I mean, he's all right for Hearts. Midden, Kilmarnock, Motherwell. And he'll be, he'll be quality when he goes to him as well. Eh? Or St. St. Johnson, he's an absolute shoe in it. <laughs> he has Kilmarnock written all over him. Do you think? Uh, Chris Buck's replacement, he'll go there and score like 20 goals a season. 
I think he should be aiming to get another move. He's 27. He could get another decent move if he applies himself and maybe next season has a really good season, scores 10, 15 goals. Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> I, I think you could have one big move left in him and that's your, that's your pension move. Um, even if I it was based the on, States or something. Based on how his career has gone and what yeah. we've been saying this season, do any of you believe that's going to happen? Right no. now, no. 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 You know what I'd like to see Jamie Walker do is go, you know what, I've got four, five years left here playing at a good level. I'm going to, he could be Hearts captain. He could be still be playing for Hearts in four or five years' time. He could be the captain and he could be pushing 70 goals, 80 goals for the club. I think that's more likely. If he would, if he applied himself, but I don't think the the. I mean, I may, we might be be really shy, and he might come in every single day, work his arse off, and just no be good enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, "Fucking lazy bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> just because he doesn't try it back doesn't make, mean he's lazy. It's just um, just doesn't want to do it. Doesn't make mean you're lazy. But I don't. I don't think it's just as. Uh, I think your training sets the tone for how you play at the weekend. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Daniel Stendhal wasn't a dafty. Aye, he knew what he was doing. Lone bear out, definitely knew what he was doing. <laughs> that, that's always that's just in every jumble subconscious that Daniel Stendhal was a very good manager. Eh? Aye, aye. <laughs> Imagine how good we'd be if we get. I'm not going to start. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make me go all the way back, or we should have got uh, Stephen Robinson in before Stendhal. <laughs> Um, well, that was Jamie Walker. Well done, Jamie. Um, we, we look forward to seeing how your career develops. We'll, uh, we'll do a buy or sell on it for like 20, 26. <laughs> um, what else happened? That was the goal on the 86th minute. Uh, GMS went off for Andy Irving. Uh, let's speak about GMS a bit more, shall we? Um, did he do anything? A couple of crosses. Um, a he didn't. He tried to knock it past his man a couple of times. He didn't have the speed to get past him, which was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> um, the defender seemed to be pretty comfortable playing him, which isn't a great sign because I couldn't. I just watched the game a couple of nights ago, and I still don't know what his name is. So, yeah, it's not a great sign. Um, the more and more it goes on, the more and more I'll be thinking get Eddie White in the squad. I get him in. You're the angriest winger in football on that Uh, Maybe some time out would help GMS. Maybe he's starting to feel the pressure now. Um, It's a shame there's no reserve football just now because maybe playing at an even lesser opposition just to really get his confidence up there would do him some good. There's just no fallback just now at all for these boys on the fringes. And I I would like to think, oh, maybe he's not fully fit yet. Maybe he's adjusting, but he pretty much played 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. On Friday night, you come off in like the 85th minute or something like that. Yeah, those that are defending GMS are saying that he's still getting used to, to Scottish football, he's still getting fit. Like, surely not. No, that's no. bullshit. I don't buy that. He's played here for all but what one and a half of his seasons of his career. That's nonsense. Yeah. Aye, and he's been trading for what when did he come mid January? Mm-hmm. So it's been over a month he's been training now. And I mean, if you're a professional athlete and you kind of get fit in a month. You need Something to look at your diet plan. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. 
I think uh, Jamie Walker and GMS need to, need to get to home ec. That's uh, it's just there's something. It's just like a curse on heart swingers. Eh? Aye, it just something's not happening. Eh? It, but... Jordan Roberts, GMS, Castanio, Ewan Henderson, Janelli. Janelli. Well, Janelli was good. He's just injured. But there was like there you go. Five or six wingers that aren't good enough. One that's injured. That's it's unbelievable. And Lewis Moore couldn't get a chance. Aye, and also that just speaks volume for our recruiting. I hope that's now changed. I yeah. do hope we're moving in the right. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it another couple of windows probably. Mm-hmm. But it just shows you how fucking bad the recruitment's been in the last like five years. Yeah. I feel like I could have written up a really good cover letter and got a fucking job at heart. (laughs) (laughs) In December, we laughed at people that said the priority should be signing a winger and that it should be a centre-back. But see, in hindsight now, like, we genuinely can't play the ball wide. Like, that's how bad I I mean, both would be fine. Oh, no. But see, in the summer, we need to have, like, there needs to be a, a statement of intent. We need to sign, like, a high-profile winger somehow attracts <laughs> one to the club. Like, we're going to have to go and sign someone. That's... Just sign someone good. Just scout properly and fucking use your head. Every other team can seem to do it. Yeah. Have a plan. Don't just sign players because they're fucking available. Yeah. Go and sign someone good that can play on the wing and has done it Aye. in the Scottish Premier League. That's... Aye, go. This is, this is our formation. This is what I require from this player in this position. Find me a player that does those things well. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, Gary McKay-Stevens is from Scotland. Hey, You know, we, we joked about, kind of half-joked about before, go and get Jordan Jones. He's not going to break the bank, but there's a really fast winger who done an absolutely brilliant job at Kilmarnock. He's just on the fringes of the Rangers team. He loves a party. Not the best, uh, <laughs> not the best at um, sticking to lockdown measures, but fuck, there's a player, like, crying out for someone with pace on the wing. Aye, and he's he's still what mid twenties, twenty six, twenty six, yeah, younger than Jamie Walker. I know. So like, it's not like if we do sign him for like a couple of years, he's going to be fucking ancient like everyone else. Yeah, can guarantee there. There's probably several, you know, tens of decent wingers that are going to be out of contracts from like League One. In England. Yeah. And Hearts are in a unique position because unlike every other club, we support our club financially. I mean, obviously everyone else does by like going to games and buying merch, but we literally just pay our mm. club. Yeah. So we'll always be able to be a financial option and we're very lucky about that. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to afford these guys and other clubs will be absolutely skint. And see, once the pubs are back open, <laughs> I'm going to spend so much money when they announce a way up in Gorgia again. Oh, <laughs> I. <laughs> we will pay Jordan Jones' wages alone with my tenants coming. <laughs> um, let's just maybe touch on Craig Halkett and Popescu before we move on. Um, what did you think of them at the back? They had a, a pretty shaky game overall. How Popescu missed all those opportunities. I just that's all I think about when I think of that game. Hammy, you said it last week that he actually missed loads of setters, and I was like, oh, I've never really noticed that. And he missed about four open goals. 
he can't score. He just no. can't. No. It's, it's harder to miss three them. Or the, four chances. Aye, the odds on missing all of them is surely <laughs> lower than the odds on on scoring one. Higher, sorry. I know yeah. we joked at the start of the season that centre-back would be our top scorer, but we genuinely could have had a centre-back as our top scorer this season. <laughs> we just need Halkett to be getting these chances. That's it. But <sighs> The scary thing is, like I said with Popescu, like he's genuinely not just missing the goals. Like He's missing the lower stand. Like he's... <laughs> you know, on Football Manager, you've got the attributes. It's like positioning's like a 19 out of 20. But he's finishing. was like a one. <laughs> you, we've all been there when we miss a chance like that, and you're like, you look at your shoe, and you're like, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> and you don't do it again because you concentrate a bit more next time. And we're not professional footballers. I have them once every two years. <laughs> well, like we've been saying for weeks, one thing I, I love about Pepesco is he doesn't care. Like, see if he makes a big just, he's just like, just like, oh well, this move <laughs> on, like the focus on that. Aye, but then this is the issue that he's no fucking paying attention sometimes. He needs to just put the ball in the back of the net. No, I think he's just hey, ceiling. Like you're seeing the best with Pesco. <laughs> it's just that's his level. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Uh, very late on, there was a couple of a couple of actual chances. Um, what was it? We almost got a winner with the ball rebounding off Nandwili, the last kick of the game. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Very close it to being a slid down. past the post. Still wouldn't have been happy. And uh, what well, Halke went close by header just before that as well. His one chance at the game. It gets to the point where uh, you're like, "Well, good. I'm glad you didn't score because you don't deserve it, Hearts." Fuck <laughs> 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 <Hot> you, Hearts. <Boo. laughs> um. So yeah, that that was the the famous uh, one-one draw at home to Greenock Morton. The game stats on that one, 66% possession, 26 shots on goal, but only five on target, which means we only had two shots on target in the second half after bringing on Walker, a second striker, pushing up. Terrible. That's shocking, isn't it? Terrible. Um, I would say, looking at social media, that Robbie Nielsen has lost the faith of about 75% of our fan base now. And when I say has lost the faith, I mean... Anyone that thinks Nielsen's going to turn this around, you know, we're going to get a top half finish next season. I've seen people saying that absolutely nuts. Yeah, I mean, how how do you feel about Nielsen now? What are you thinking now going into next season, etc.? I don't think it'll make a difference if if we sack him now. I think the season result will be the same. I think we'll win the league and we'll be fine and we'll get promoted. I'm saying all this. <laughs> I might revise this in the future, but right now, but I do not think we can have him as a manager next season in the Premier League, or I think we'll be in the exact same position again. That's my concern. Paddy, yeah. what do you think? I I was like maybe two or three weeks ago, like not even close to being on the get Nielsen out bandwagon, but we cannot have him as our manager in the top flight. Like it, it just cannot happen. And I do think the players do need to take some responsibility. I've seen people saying that, and I agree. Yeah, the players do need to take some responsibility. But these players have not been playing well for a couple of months now, and they are still getting picked. Yeah. And there, there are options. We can make changes. We do have youth players, 
And I don't think they'll be too out of their depth in this league. I think there's surely some players in there with the talent enough to at least come on and do a job. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're working like that and you don't think your position's in danger, you've not got that fire up your arse to keep you moving. Yeah. And like you said, Nielsen changes the team a lot, but not major changes. He swaps out one or two players here Aye. and there. And and I think that, that is part of it. So like the players are comfortable. They know that, you know, if stuff doesn't go well, they'll maybe sit on the bench for the next game, but they'll get back in and Aye. I, I just someone else will fuck up and then I'll yeah, get another chance. The way that we play and, and one of the things that I've seen on social media is highlighted is that youngsters just aren't getting a chance and it's true and I sort of see this season as a bit of uh, you know a sort of dress rehearsal and see how he does and I think he should have done that with a few players and Robbie Nielsen's not convinced me this season at all that he's going to be able to do it um, in the big league and I know people will say oh he finished third in his first season last time that was last time and we had a I would argue a much better team last time. Oh, um, yeah, and you know, a lot of people keep saying, "Oh, we need five or six players," and I can't disagree with that. But I just feel like you say that every transfer window now as well. So there's obviously, whilst I'll blame Nielsen a lot for the way we play, the way that we go about our business further up the chain is is needing changes as well, and and hopefully. Savage. Um, that's a start, hopefully, with Savage um, because, yeah, we can keep signing five or six duds every transfer window, maybe having one good player out there. Because looking at our signings this season, you know, Gordon, great. Janelli, for what he was here, great. But other than that, Kingsley. Um, King, yeah, Kingsley, fair enough. Um, yeah. But what we've signed, what, 10 players or something, probably? At least. So yeah, but for Nielsen, I yeah, I, I, unless it gets remarkably better in the next ten games, it's like this is an audition and it's, it's not going well. I feel like you touched on it there as well. This is a great opportunity to blood a lot of these young players and see what they are capable of, and to give them first team football. And maybe we'll do that when the league's wrapped up and guaranteed. But I know it was kind of forced last time we went down, but. The fact that loads of these young players actually got playing time and were trusted to play, look how many of them actually went on to oh. have like good good level careers. Some brilliant careers from that. Aye. Some of them are, are in doing better at the moment. I know that like, just off the top of my head, Scott Robinson and... Um, oh, Scott was, Robinson uh, was way before that though, wasn't he? Yeah, Robinson. Was he? Cal Patterson. Cal Pat. Um, Billy King. Did you say Nicholson? Sorry. Yeah. Right. So, so kind of had a good bit and then didn't. Uh, there were loads of boys. Jack Hamilton. What a career he's been on. Osman <laughs> Soul also ended up at Dundee. <laughs> he's playing. Re- he's playing really well now. <laughs> yes, he's some player. Um, you are all calling it an audition. You really expect Dan Budge to do something in the summer. I think we could end up winning the league by a point and he's still going to have the job next year. Aye, that's the problem, isn't it? It was a it was a safe choice and she'll see it like that. And yeah, I, I don't... If he wins the league, he's done the job he's there to do. So there's no 
justification for sacking him. I don't think on her part we can see the football. We can see crap, but he'll have he'll have had the target to win the league. He'll win the league, and it's hard to then like realistically if looking from the outside. He's just won the league and you've sacked him. It looks a bit weird. Yeah. Is it hard to say yet? In the summer, I thought we were getting handed the reins. <laughs> not, not just this podcast, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. be on the board on behalf of this podcast, Paddy, so it's up to you. <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair... In a way, I'm quite excited to see if he can turn it around. I'm quite excited to see what he and Savage can do. You've got to remember Beda going out. He's on big wages when Beda joined Hearts on this contract. You know, that must have cost a, a few quid that he'll be on. That's going to be freed up, you, you'd hope anyway. He's not going to be still be here next season. Um, and a whole host of fringe players going out the door. There's going to be a big pot of money to go to the market with, plus more money for being back in the Prem. So... Let's see what they can build. Let's see. Plus, what it's uh, a lot of teams will be looking to ship players. Yep. Really? Exciting times potentially. Maybe some scary times. <laughs> um, we had a, a whole bunch of questions from Instagram. Uh, we've covered most of them. There was one good one about um, your top three players to hold on onto three you'd offload. I don't think we've got enough time to go on it just now. We'll speak about that one next week. But thank you. Um, I think now before we forget this Martin game ever happened, we'll go over to Hammy for the out of context Jumbles kickback and see what he's got to say for the week. <laughs> Well, obviously the reaction was less than favourable, as it usually is, but I'm going to steer clear away from the general consensus and I'm going to kick us off straight away, um, following on from our little Nielsen chat to what the uh, the masses of Jambos kickbacks say. So there was a poll started um, Sunday and it was, should he go? That was it. Now, the options were right now, end of the season, or see how he does next season. Right now, it's currently sitting on 17.78%. End of the season, 27.3%. And in the lead, see how he does next season, is 54.92%. So varied, but you've got to think... So 50% of them want to keep him for next season? 54.92%. So... But that's a lot of fans want him sacked, um, whether it's now or at the end of the season. Um, and just to give you a gist of what people are saying about him, okay, we're winning this league. Get us back up. Robbie's doing what we all want, but fuck me, it's brutal viewing and we're all not happy the way we play. Slow, 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 sideways passing, players out of position, one up front, wingers, lol, etc. We should be much further ahead in this league, that's for sure. Robbie's making a pig's ear of it. Take the shackles off the players and let them play, for fuck's sake. Mm. Um, Another one says, we'll be planning for next season by replacing current players with better players so we improve as a team. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be doing the same with our management team and coaching staff. Um, The top of the league argument is a little blunted when over half currently want him removed. With another saying, I love Robbie Nielsen. He's a club legend and will always be held in high regard by me. 
I really want him to succeed as Hearts manager, but I'm struggling to see an improvement on the dross we've had to endure over the past few years. I don't know how that's his fault. Um, so another one says, I don't want the Levine clone to be given more transfer windows to spunk our dough. With someone saying that's <laughs> eloquently put. I agree. Um, someone says, I would rather he left at the end of the season, but we all know he'll be here until he takes us to the bottom of the league before Budge removes him. Levine Mark II. I know you mentioned it earlier, Jarva, that it's very like Levine and a lot of kickback um, remembers you. Someone says, um, in fairness, it takes manager, most managers a couple of seasons to build a team and implement their own way of working. For me, he's got the three years he's been given unless we're in a situation like we were when Craig Levine was in charge last season. Three years. Yeah. Um Someone else saying it's uh, it's embarrassing. We're top of the league for fuck's sake. Um, talking about the poll to have him gone. I don't think. I think it's a, a worthwhile discussion to have. That should be a bare a bare minimum requirement for a, a man a Hearts manager this year to be top of the league. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, th- the third highest wage bill in Scotland. And that was. Um, I think that's what a lot of people are saying. We're top of the league. And it's like, that is, it's the bare minimum. We should be winning this. Aye. There um, there was another thread, just to, to get off the Nielsen now, we're going to look at the reaction to some of the players. And one, again, what we talked about, there was one that says, um, what's wrong with our five wingers? Somebody says, nah, it's not the wingers, it's the system. Another one says, they are guff. With another one saying, the problem is clearly the system and the coaching. Not a winger, but look at Mekinif today. Started with an absolute spark and faded to the same standard as Halliday, etc. We go through too many players for it to be a player issue. Another one says, four of them are shite and the good one can't stay fit. Typical hearts of the last few years, to be honest. Um, with another one saying, the only player who has looked good out wide apart from Ginelli in patches is A.D. White. Yes, Eddie yes. White's <laughs> coming back, baby. Come on, Eddie. Um, there was a thread at quarter past five started about Castanier. Now, that's never a good sign. Um, <laughs> with one saying, five wingers signed in two windows, four of them are absolute dog shit, and the other is made of glass. Another one saying, been poor so far, almost as bad as Gary McKay Stephen, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> with somebody saying the budget has done this into a charity for aspiring amateurs or close to death professionals. Fuck. <laughs> 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 and that one says his first his first touch is minging. Match fit or not, that tells you something. So this is uh Castanier as well, who I don't think's been great. He's I think that's a bit harsh. harsh. Yeah. He, was he played two and a half games? Aye. Yeah, but, I mean he does you know. look quite shite, <laughs> Aye, he does look a bit fucking shite like. Um, another one that was if Nielsen if not Nielsen sorry who so this is talking about other managers and I'll float some uh, names to you uh, Jarvie Stephen Robinson uh, Callum yeah. Davidson Derek McInnes Jim Goodwin fuck off um, someone all four says, of them can so far fuck off <laughs> Scott <laughs> Robinson would be fine Scott Robinson would be better than Nielsen but I'm not really fucking excited about getting Scott Robinson in Someone um, says, keep the applications well clear of Anne's desk and let Savage sort through them. Ah, all right. Okay, and, what, um, right. Go to David Martindale and just go, oh, yeah. you, you have all the, you have this, this is your budget. You can build a project here. You've got five year. The problem is, Simon, Martindale only knows how to scout like the junior football. Well, fucking clearly <laughs> they're doing an absolutely fine job. 
<laughs> we we can only scout fucking England League Two, and it's for fucking players that no one wants. <laughs> I reckon Scott Robinson would make a, a glorious return if, if David Martindale came back. Oofed. Um, another one says, anyone not connected to the Budge or Levine years, preferably someone without a Hearts background. And just to finish, another one says, um, my sister could do a better job. <laughs> don't know who your sister is. I did see a couple of names, and I had a minor text is about it. Uh, Yogi Hughes was getting floated about. I don't know if that was just because he managed to beat Celtic. Um, and another one, who I'd, I've seen the name quite a lot now, and I don't know sure I like it, but Shelley Kerr. I've, I don't know. I have a clue how she managed. I never, to be honest, I never watched women's football, so I couldn't tell you. I've, so I watched Scotland in the World Cup, but it's a World Cup. You play like three games, so I can't really judge. <laughs> I mean, it would turn into such a fanfare if Shelley Kerr joined. I think Shelley Kerr could be a good manager in men's football. I'm sure she would be taken seriously and all that. But go and pick up a team in League Two or League One. You know I mean, there's no way Shelley Kerr could come in and take on Hearts. Hearts are one of the, are the third or fourth biggest club in Scotland. You know what I mean? Third. Come in and take over Hearts. Third. Second. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, you sort of need to work your way up a wee bit there. I think their past experience, other than the Scottish national team, women's national team, is um, Stirling Uni, I think she was at. And by all accounts, very highly rated. But um, I just think it's different. Yeah, the game is just different. So I would, I would quite happily take her if she proved herself at another men's team. But I would want to be the fucking project. No, exactly. Ah, it smells a bit like Sir Cathro, and that Aye. ended horribly. So yeah, yeah. Yogi Hughes. Aye. David Gray coming to the club. No, Yogi Hughes has never beat Hearts as a manager. Really. I'm, honestly, I I constantly hear these wee hinks, but see players from that period, mm. they never have a good record against Hearts just because they lost like fucking 20 games in a row or something. Like that. Anyone from Hibs doesn't have a good record against Hearts. Aye, true, this is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, completely agree. Next appointment needs to be someone completely not connected with the club. But I think, you know, the next manager is going to be Stephen Naismith, probably. Or maybe John Robertson, and it's just going to stay job job boys for years. For me, it needs to be David Martindale. Go all out to get him. Aye, we can like, offer him more money than than most clubs. He's been phenomenal for Livingston. Hmm. And to be honest, let's be honest, he's been. This is all conjecture, but he's been the manager of Livingston for what the last four years. He pretty much aye. aye. All the players are buzzing. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, he's uh, he's he's done a good job. There's no denying it. I just feel it would be too much of a step up. I don't know if he could bring in the next level of player needed. I don't think he knows much outside of Scotland. I'm saying that he did just sign a boy from France. I think he was absolutely buzzing that he was getting someone from abroad. He looked all happy with himself. Well, there you go. Thank you, Hammy. Was it you done? Anything else? From no, that's, that's me. That's enough. Lovely. Um, I got to agree with kick back again this week. Things are just that gloomy. <laughs> Next up, we have Inverness Caledonian Thistle Football Club on Friday night. Yes, it's prime time back again on uh, BBC Scotland at 7.45. Inverness have played one game at home this year, which is mind-blowing. 
losing 1-0 to an incredibly good Queen of the South side. They're just... <laughs> Uh, previous to that, however, they were unbeaten in 12, picking up eight wins and four draws. However, you're going back like months, so I don't know how much you can study the form there. Uh, John Robertson's also missing this one on compassionate leave, which is a shame, um, as hearts flock to the Highlands, breaking a record attendance <laughs> this Friday. It would have been good to see you there, Robbo. Um, by the way, form's incredibly patchy. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> um, I feel I was going to ask you what kind of changes you'd like to see but I feel like we've kind of covered all that and we've also went on a wee bit too long here um, so why don't we go over to you Hammy for buy or sell sure. yep I'll um, quickly give you a roundup of last week's I had to very quickly rush through them uh, as I'm not going to lie I forgot um, <laughs> hopefully when Cameron's back uh, for England, we can get this over with. But Walker, to get another goal, v's Mor- v Morton was the first one. Um, guess what? He scored. The only person to buy that was young Paddy. Well done, Paddy. We all sold on that one. Um, the next one was Hearts to match or better their goals uh, from the first tie, which was two. We all bought that. (laughs) So, uh, obviously, none of us got points for that one. Oh, my God. We were all laughing, being like, oh, but we come back here and we all fucking lost. We we definitely said that um, we were going to pump them and we'd be all back on Robbie's side. We're we're sort of even worse now on Robbie's side. And then the last one was Hearts to have over 63.5% possession. Now, everyone bought that apart from Simon, I who very it. graciously sold it at the last minute to make it uh, nice. We had 66% possession. Um, so that was good. Um, Simon, zero points. Jarvie, one point. Paddy, two. And Hammy, one. Um, Paddy, you're bringing up the scores. You're getting in there. I'll go through the final totals at the end. So for this week, um, I've actually got four because I want to make it more interesting the points wise so will we have over 63% possession now we've played them twice this year once in the league cup and once in the league we've had 58% possession and 59% possession in the games but we we do tend to possess the ball a lot more in games at the moment so over 63% is the buy-in bye I'll buy that yeah, I'm also going to buy that. Teams teams just give us the ball now because they know we're fucking useless. So, yeah, buy that. That's that's honestly why we've got more of the ball because teams have just... Oh, oh, you beat them by just letting them have the ball and then breaking. Cool. Easy done. Uh, I'm also going to buy because, Simon, you're absolutely correct. Um, now, this one's a bit longer. Uh, will we have over five shots on target? Now, we, we again, we tend to get a lot of shots, not as many going on target. But in the first game against them, we actually had nine shots on target. Uh, we only won 1-0, I believe. Um, but there you go. And in the last game, on the 7th of November, we had two shots on target. So we're going for about an average of those two, which would be five-ish. So will we have over five shots on target? You're saying over five, not five or over? Yeah. Uh, no, Ken, what? I'll go five or over. Bye. Bye for me, yeah. Yeah, I'll also buy that. Fancy five. 
I am going to sell it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sensible, probably. <laughs> I actually think Inverness are a fairly decent team. Um, I'm pretty sure if they win all their games in hand, they, go, they can go second. Aye, <laughs> their league positions. Like 12 games in hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, here's a... This one's, this one's a good one, right? And there's points up for grabs here. So in the two games we've played, Jamie Walker, Stephen Naismith and Liam Boyce have scored. So we've had three different scorers, three different goals. Um, and just for more clarity, Jamie Walker scored a penalty. Will one of those three score on Friday night? So it's Stephen Naismith, Jamie Walker or Boyce to score one goal. Bye. <laughs> Aye, bye. They're the only people that score for us, really, eh? Yeah, I'll buy. Fancy boys to get a goal. Come on. I'm going to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Either going to take the lead or fall far behind. Uh, I think Paddy could be overtaking me if this goes wrong. Um, <laughs> and just another one. Um, so we've played them twice, like I said. They've only scored once against us in those two games, but on Friday night, will both teams score? Considering we've conceded in the last two games, will both teams score? So obviously, Hearts need to score as well. Sell. Oh, well, no, Inverness, I. Oh, both teams to score. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, fuck it. It's a win win for me. Oh, no, I could lose, lose. It could be no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I'm going to sell. Yeah. Selling? I need ah, those clean just, sheets. Just to, for clarification, you both think Inverness are not going to score? Yes. Right, yes, okay. It's not, you don't, it's not that you don't think Hearts are not going to score. To be perfectly honest, it's more hope that, <laughs> that Inverness don't score. I mean, Hearts away from home, away from home, unless things drastically change, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 0-0 or we nick a 1-0 win. As long as it's Boyce that scores, I don't mind. I'm gonna, I'm buying it. I think we'll concede, um, but I, I still think we'll score as well. I think we'll actually win it again, like a jar, like you said. I think we'll nick a two-one, mice. But we just, I don't know. Somebody's gonna punish us with a defence at the moment. And Inverness, let's say they are a decent team, so it'll be interesting. I think it could be a good game. I've said that before, and it was shite. So hopefully this one. <laughs> It's a good one. So, just looking at the running totals quickly, uh, it's still very, very tight. Simon, you're on 26. Jarve in the lead with 28. Paddy, you're now on 21. Not far off. Um, I'm on 27. And I didn't get Cameron's ones last week, so I just gave him one point to be nice. He's on 22. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Paddy, you're now only a point off Cameron. Oh, well done, Paddy. Bring it up to the deal. Mm. Watch me get four this week. Back in the title race. <laughs> so, Paddy, three buys, one sell. So, Simon, you're the only one that bought everything. We have all picked different. So, points on offer. Points on offer. Gonna be movement. Exciting. Um, just on the Inverness game before we finish up, say we draw or get beat on Friday night, how much pressure is then on Nielsen, if any? None, because it's Budge that's, that would put <laughs> pressure on her and she's not going to. 
I, I agree. For the fans, <laughs> loads, but for the board and the the higher above, none. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I think I've, I was having a quick look at you know the teams below us, their fixtures and things, and because they've got games in hand, it's it makes it a little bit odd. But you know, Dunfermline, when we lose, it's eight points, and Wraith have got two games in hand on us, but they're playing Dunfermline, so it all gets a bit messy. Um, Dundee are three games behind us because everything's wild at the moment. But it's, <laughs> it's I do. Yeah, I think the leads could get cut down a little bit more. Thankfully, the other teams are just dropping points left, right, and centre, though. So, yeah. um, and I think if it does get cut down more, I think Nielsen might start panicking. Um, but yeah, it'll just be for the fans he's getting pressure from, and they're not there to boo him. So it's weird. <laughs> well, it's not just a bit shit and sleepy. Eh? Aye. Not not long now, Robbie. Couple of months to improve it, improve it. Imagine the first game back at Tincastle, start of the season, and we get beat like two 0 off. Oh, and it's just boom. And we've got we <laughs> scrape through, back. we scrape through the championship. <laughs> oh, that would just be such an anticlimax. I hope it's hips because we're guaranteed a win. <laughs> <laughs> at Easter Road, though, not at Tincastle. No, it has to be Easter Road. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, many thanks, Simon, Cameron, and Hammy. Uh, sorry, Paddy, I missed you out. And Hammy, Paddy, for your time again this week. And a special thanks to Padman Productions for its copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email for some reason, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave a nice speed of view and spread the good word around Gorgie. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts, only for a couple more months. But keep washing your hands like. And we'll see you again. <laughs> soon.